Welcome to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am so excited about my guest tonight because this man is Italian, just like my dad. And I know a lot of you love when I do impressions of my father, but you don't have to listen to this as in me, do impressions of my dad. You're going to hear a real Italian use a real accent. But before that, I had to share some stories with Taylor. I wanted to share about, and I, and I haven't prepped him for this at all. He's heard me talk about my father. Actually, Taylor, have you heard, have you heard, have you met my parents in real life? No, I have not. You haven't? They have avoided me like the plague. They do. They are not Taylor fans. They think he's mean to me. <laughs> I don't deny it. I just, they just don't agree that you deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) True. That's true. So I told you before that my dad's Italian. We all know we get it. Andy loves it when I do my dad's voice. So Andy's going to love this episode. But here's the thing, Taylor, I have tried to make my father's sauce my whole life, like his spaghetti sauce. I grew up every single Sunday. My dad would start sauce like at 6 a.m. It would cook all day long till 6 p.m. A lot of times my dad, my parents would serve it like on China, on their wedding China. I would have friends come over. It was always like this thing. Like <laughs> I just imagine Sunday. Italy bombing China with <laughs> spaghetti sauce. <laughs> Get served, China. <laughs> no, the plates, Taylor. Jeez, so unrefined. Uh, yeah, so we would eat it. It would be like a fancy dinner. My father grew up going to his aunt's house like every single Sunday to have sauce, to have, you know, to have pasta and to have whatever, like whatever they made. And so he brought that tradition into our homes. And one of the things that he's really famous for, which this is why I can't believe I have not brought you to my parents' house yet. uh, He makes incredible meatballs. And you know that I don't like meat. You, however, how do you feel about meat? (laughs) Well, I'm going to answer a different question. The irony in this scenario, well, one of the many ironies in this scenario, is that you can't eat meatballs, or you don't eat meatballs. I can't eat spaghetti sauce. Why can't you eat spaghetti sauce? I can't eat tomato sauce. It's one of my trigger foods. Trigger foods for what? Or do we talk about that? No, there's, I don't want to talk about anything now. I want this to be over. I didn't know. I, I no what, I, what I want for this to be, you started today's show by saying you don't have to listen to this. And I'm going to take that advice and leave. <laughs> no, this is not even what we're talking about. I can't eat meat. I just don't like it. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. My father's meatballs are so... But you love meat, right? I mean, you do. You love steaks. You love... I am a carnivore. You're a carnivore. I don't love steaks. You don't love steaks? I don't like working for my food. It takes (laughs) too long to chew. Even good ones, like, people are like, oh, you're just poor. Like, you don't have good... It's like, I've eaten poor people's steak. I've eaten rich people's steak. It's still too much work. It's too... So you don't like crawfish either, because that's a lot of work. No, no, okay. That's that's different, because that's... One, that's a cultural thing. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing is, like, like, that's work. There's, like, camaraderie with it. You're opening... Okay. I don't, like... All right. I, I think it's different. Working with my hands is one thing. The chewing like, is. I, yeah, I don't it's want, like salad. My it's, jaw is sore. At God, the that's end how of, I feel about salad. I get tired halfway through my salads. Like I, I eat a salad at night and I'm uh, like tired. No, no one's with you on this. <laughs> Lettuce is quite literally the easiest food to eat in the entire world. Not the way I make salad. I'm telling you, I'm gonna make your salad and you're gonna be like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> your salad is like cereal. <laughs> It's like, it's like celery. You know how celery takes forever to chew? Anyway, back to the meatballs, Taylor. If my father made you a plate of meatballs, would you eat them? If he made you a meatball sub? If there was no sauce on them or a non, right. like an Alfredo sauce or like a, you okay. know, no oil tomatoes. sauce or whatever. Yes. That's I, I fine. No, that's uh, well, fine. That's fine. After everything we said, like, would, like, I would eat them if they were in a pot that everyone else was eating out of. I wouldn't eat them if they were specifically made for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will eat them with you. You're making this really difficult. My dad's, making, <laughs> my dad's making you meatballs and you. I want you to say, yeah, Liv, I'll eat them. And, and here's the thing. He always makes me a really, really tiny one. Okay, he makes me a little baby meatball because I don't like meat, but I do love his meatballs. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When did he start this practice? <laughs> like my whole life. He, hey, Liv, he made you a little baby meatball. Liv, look, it's a little guy. It's a little meatball. You can eat it. It's, it's so tiny. Eat it. It's so little live. Hey, you don't need hey. to eat the whole meal. You should slow down. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. 
Anyway, my <laughs> father makes these meatballs that are famous, except now nobody's going to eat them. And, uh, and we love them. And, and he has this whole little like rhyme, which I'm not going to share because it's a family recipe of how he makes his meatballs. Like there's this certain like order that you do. Like we do this whole little thing whenever we make meatballs with dad. Wait, so, did you say rhyme? Like, rhyme. Like rhyme. Like it rhymes? Yeah, it's cute. Well, I don't know if it really rhymes. It's a song. I don't know what it is, Taylor. It's like a- I've never heard of it's a, a recipe haiku. that rhymes. It's a, <laughs> it's a poem. <laughs> I don't, it's prose. I don't know what it is. Take the bread and the jelly. <laughs> mix it with peanut butter for your belly. <laughs> I had so much to say about this. I had so much to say. That was funny though. That was cute. I do tell my dog all the time, we're going potty with our body. I do that. <laughs> You just told people that and we're recording. Just want you to know that. I know. Back to the meatballs. So my dad has this little saying. How about that, Taylor? It's a little saying. And so he gets a big bowl and he does, you know, he does all sorts of different types of meats and he does this whole thing. And our job was always to be the squishers. Like we would squish all the stuff together and then we'd help dad roll out the meatballs. <laughs> Are you going to say something? No, I, I checked out four minutes ago. <laughs> I made a mistake. I was an adult. I was making my dad's meatballs because I wanted to impress my husband. And I was like, look, I'm Italian. I make my own sauce. I make my dad's meatballs. He loves my dad's sauce. He loves my, dad me my dad's meatballs. He's been coming to my parents' house since he was 15, eating my parents' food. Fine. So I'm making the meatballs and I read that you can bake them in an oven to make them healthier instead of frying them on the pan, like, you know, in the skillet. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be this great wife. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so healthy. I'm going to make these, me these meatballs made with ground beef, cheese, pork, <laughs> like all this stuff. But the baking is going to make a tremendous difference. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Usually, I, I was like looking at you like, how? How does I, listen, this work? I was young. I was 23. I don't know. I got married at 22. So usually we fry a pound of bacon. <laughs> just throwing out random facts I'm now. just throwing out random facts. Pound of bacon, okay? Which that's what we loved when dad would make meatballs. He would fry the whole okay, thing Okay, I up. have to stop you now. I, I was not going to stop you. But earlier, like you've been talking about like dad's spaghetti and the sauce yeah. and all I can think about. You're like, you're like, I only had this one chance. Like that's Eminem. You only get one shot. <laughs> Bob's spaghetti. Like you've been quoting that song. <laughs> I am Eminem. I am the real Slim Shady. Except I'm not slim. He would fry up a pound of bacon, put it off to the side, and it would be all crispy. So we would have like BLTs all day or we would just like chew on bacon, which I, I don't hate bacon if it's really, really crispy. And then he would fry the meatballs in the bacon grease, okay? They're, it's fantastic. So me cutting that out and baking these things, not only did I do this, but I thought, you know what? Instead of trying them, I'm going to bring them to my dad. I'm gonna show my dad I am just as Italian as he is. I can make his sauce, I can make his meatballs. <laughs> so I didn't try any of them. I go over to my parents' house and I'm like, hey, look, and Nathan's there, you know, whatever, and my dad's eating, he's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> He's like, what is this? I was like, dad, I made your meatballs. He's like, this isn't my meatball. What is this? And I was like, how did you know? Like, how did you know that I cooked it different? Liv, did you do that? Like he went through the whole you thing. You didn't do the rhyme. I That's didn't do the rhyme. I, 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 I baked and I tell him, I go, dad, I baked. You can't bake these meatballs. What are you doing? And I was like. They're healthy because they got thrown in the trash and no so one ate them. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. So I have learned how to make them. One day I'll have to make them for you. I'll have to make sure that you try my dad's meatballs. You really did check out. You talk a lot more during this, but Taylor's so over it. Anyway, that was my thing. I was going to ask you if you ever made a recipe that your parents, that you grew up li listening to, tasting, but I can tell you don't want to play my game. So oh, I went straight from my mom to my wife. <laughs> I, have, I haven't cooked for myself. What are you talking you about? You don't cook. I was thinking you make one quesadilla. <laughs> oh, dude. When I cook, it's amazing. But it's just like the thing. Like, if I never dress up, like, I look great twice a year, and everybody's like, wow. Whoa. That's how it is with cooking, too. Oh, you just keep them. You just, yeah. that's how you play. Keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. I love it. All right, you guys. So today we have an incredible guest. Don't go anywhere. You're going to hear some more Italian sounds, more Italian accents. Hey. So, hey, <laughs> that's your thing. Don't go anywhere. You're watching It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison.
Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, I am here with the incredible array of hope. Maybe you've been seeing them all over the internet like I have. I am an Instagram junkie. I absolutely admit to that. Facebook and all the things. I'm still there. I think it's me. I'm just the only one left. And <laughs> we have the incredible Mario who, Mario, am I right? Did you invent Array of Hope? Like, are you the one that just, you sat down one day with the chalkboard and you were like, you know what, I'm going to make this up. Or am I just giving you all the credit? Uh, you're giving me all the credit. Uh, I think, uh, I, I never used the word invent. Uh, that's interesting to you. Uh, create. Create. Uh, well, you know, um, Array of Hope was a, a, a culmination of inspiration. The Holy Spirit's happened on my shoulder. Uh, and really people that believed in the vision uh, and uh, a new approach to evangelize. So it was a culmination of things. I love it. Okay, so what is it? For people who are just now hearing about it, they're like, okay. I don't know what Array of Hope is. Like, what yeah. is that? Yeah. What do you tell them? Yeah, well, Array of Hope is actually uh, a multimedia uh, lay apostolate. We're, uh, we, we evolved over a period of time. My background is I'm a music and film producer for over 35 years. And uh, uh, a point in my life, I was uh, asked uh, or was called to share my gifts and talents for the church. Uh, and Array of Hope started as a multimedia concert in parish gymnasium. So we have music, we have lights, we have smoke, we have lasers. We have visuals. We have sharing. We You're have like Vegas. You're like well, Catholic Vegas. Well, more like uh, you know Steubenville on steroids in your local church basement. Uh, but it was it's really <laughs> exciting. You know, it was a two and a half hour yeah. multimedia uh, concert that evolved into what it is today. And, and you know, I could share what that evolution was. Yeah. Like. Tell me, please. Absolutely. Yeah. This is your origin story. I want to okay. know. This, okay. You're like Spider Man. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, we were doing that for, um, you know, for a couple of years. I mean, the impetus for that was, uh, I was involved in producing a Christian band, which I'd never done before in Nashville. And I was inspired by how our evangelical brothers and sisters kind of shared and evangelized the faith through high quality events, music concerts, content. And it was at the given moment that uh, the Lord kind of tapped on my shoulder and said, look, you know, uh, actually I had a yearning for the Catholic Church to evangelize in a similar way. And, uh, you know, I got the call and, yo, uh, you can do this too. Uh, the New York God, because I'm from New York, spoke to me. and uh, The Bronx God. The, the Bronx that's, God. That's the one that, that came down. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, I love that. That was fantastic. And I hope Jesus is listening today. I hope he's like, that's exactly how I spoke to him. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, uh, you know, that's how it started. And, and then, uh, you know, it grew. We started our content that we created for our events, our films started being shared on Catholic television all over the country. Uh, and then fast forward to five, six years to COVID time. Uh, we, um, you know, we had to reinvent ourselves in a way that we created a virtual platform. We had no events. What does an event organization do with no events? Uh, we had we had like 40 or 50 on the books. They all went away. Oh. But uh, the, we were blessed and anointed by the Holy Spirit and inspired us to create a platform that was very engaging, where we performed and shared the faith um, through, uh, you know, through the web. And um, that grew very, very fast. And we did just under 70 events in eight months uh, all over the country. So um, that was really an exciting uh, time. Now we're sort of saddling both worlds. We're trying to get back to do live events and we're also providing, you know, content uh, through our virtual platform, our channel, uh, which we're going to talk about, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? This is amazing. And as far as I'm concerned, you're like the modern day Von Trapp because aren't you... <laughs> Yeah, isn't the like a lot of that your family involved, or some of your family involved, or am I just again making that up? Am I just trying to make you as Italian as possible? Uh, well, and no, no, no. I am Italian uh, for sure, <laughs> first generation. My parents were born in Italy. Parlo italiano, parlo italiano, parlo italiano. Yes, same with my dad. He's yeah. first generation. I love it. I love it. But it started with my family. As a matter of fact, I didn't have a clue as to how to evangelize, let alone create Catholic content. My my family's very musical. So all of my kids, you know, uh, we had a band and 
the the one of the first bands that was part of the Ray of Hope experience was our my band my kids. Uh, as they got older, my kids got married, but my daughters are still involved. In particular, one of my daughters uh, is very involved in the social media component and creating content for us. So uh, it's gotten less family oriented because they're much older now. You know, you're talking 11, 12 years later. Uh, but it is very family oriented. The whole uh, premise of Array of Hope is to unite families, to uh, engage the domestic church in a way that um, really draws people toward God. I mean, really, foundationally, that's our church, really, are our families. And that's right. really our one of our main audiences that we try to hit is really to encourage and and motivate parents to bring the faith in to their families so they can be stronger. I love that. I love that. Well, listen, here's the question I've been dying to ask you. Yeah. This is the hard-hitting Diane Sawyer, tough Oprah question. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'll try. Because I saw a little something on the internet about, and your son was interviewed. We got we to gotta solve this. Is it sauce or is it gravy? That is... <laughs> Wow, That's you've been a huge thing. And I love that your son, right? Was it your son that was interviewed about that? Or yeah, did well, I make that part up? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, my, my, my son isn't my, my, one of my sons are, is in television. He's a TV host. And one of his bits that he did for one of the networks is that he did a whole survey on, uh, is it defined as sauce or gravy? And I think he brought me in. It was uh, for NBC yeah. New York here. And uh, he interviewed me. So it, it's it, the, 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 the originating term is salsa, which is Italian for sauce. Right? So I'm sorry to disappoint you, Italian Americans, that you think it's gravy. No, but in Italy, it's sauce. It, 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 I don't even know if the word gravy exists. Gravy exists. <laughs> so it's See, sauce. I'm, it's it's sauce. sauce. Thank you. Salsa. I love that. I can't wait to tell my dad because I remember when I came home from college and I told my dad, Hey, I met this, I met this kid from the Northeast that calls it gravy. And he was like, yeah. what the heck is that? Yeah. Like he got all mad. He was like, it's I know. sauce. I know. So, okay. Thank you. You just validated my entire childhood. And here's the thing. <laughs> my mom is Cajun. She's from Louisiana. Oh, wow. So I grew up with Italian food and I grew up with Cajun food and that's gravy. Like we put wow. gravy on rice. You know what that, I mean? What a combination. I wow. listen, I used to be 450 pounds, true facts. So, uh, that's what wow. I talk about on the show all the time. Wow. And I didn't get there from, you know, eating wheat thins, <laughs> a lot of pasta, a lot wow. of rice. It was good wow. though. Wow. It was fine. Yeah. So no, I love that you settled that for me. That is, I, I can't even tell you what you've done for my life. I'm glad I can, <laughs> I'm glad I'm able to help. You are. You're amazing, Mario. So where can people come? I want them to be able to. We're talking all sorts of people, okay? People that tune in. We've got young families. We've got people who are retired. We've got grandparents. We've got singles. We've got, you know, people who are college kids. Is there something for all of these people on your channel? Like, tell me about this new channel. You guys just launched. Yeah. So what yeah. does that look like? What can they go and do? Yeah. So we, we created a new app, a new channel called the Array of Hope channel. And it's really designed to attract um a demographic that is looking, um, you know, for something different. Uh, it's, it's, it's rooted in the idea of entertaining and drawing people in very much. So how Array of Hope is always use that technique to bring people towards something that is, uh, part of the culture. That's part of what they're used to seeing or, uh, part of receiving, whether it be through music or films or whatnot. Um, uh, but then we reveal various components of the teachings of our faith, you know, the, the teachings of the church, uh, who Christ is, the saints, the importance of the sacraments. And, um, so it, it's really, really excited about it because it, it does, it, it's like, you know, a, a Catholic Netflix per se. It houses hundreds of our films. We are working with uh, partners who are contributing films that are not part of Array of Hope. We're acquisitioning films. But also the exciting thing is that there is a live 
interactive component. So we're doing all our virtual retreats through our channel and we're doing weekly programming. Our first show is going to be February 8th and it's called Rise Up Live, which is a Catholic variety show that's going to have guests. It's going to have, you know, we're very music. So our band's going to be performing music. We're going to have young people that are going to be talking about what it means to be young, a young adult and trying to raise their kids Catholic or trying to even to be, you know, to what does it mean to date in the Catholic sphere? You know, uh, you know, so um, all these things that are, you know, we consider ourselves to be slightly different than what other people are doing, uh, only because that's where the Holy Spirit is moving us. We want to find the need within the church. We don't want to be redundant or do something that another lay apostle is doing great. Why Why repeat ourselves or why uh, repeat something that is already uh, there? I mean, we want to find the need within the church. And that's how the virtual platform started in the first place. You know, when COVID hit, a lot of parishes, a lot of dioceses were shutting down. They didn't know how to continue their formation programs, let alone their CCD programs and, and catechize their, their community. So we had a solution. And the solution was, we can do this. We can do a retreat for you remotely, very successfully. So um, we're super pumped about it. It's really exciting. No, it's so exciting. So do you guys have like a big studio out where you are? Or do you just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, it's not, I want to see this place. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, <laughs> well, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a big studio. I I uh, owned. I'll be and, impressed. <laughs> I owned and ran a fully functional recording studio uh, in my secular business world career for thirty five years, and then when I closed that, I built a smaller studio, smaller version for a ray of hope in in northern New Jersey. Uh, but we're busting out at the seams. We have 12 employees and eight uh, sort of consultants and subcontracted people. So we're probably going to be moving in the next year to year and a half uh, to a much bigger place. But we have we have our studios there. We have our offices. We have our broadcast suite. We have our virtual room. We have our control room. So, you know, it's cool. And, and you're certainly welcome to come by. I know that you have family and friends in New Jersey. Come on out. I have the best Italian restaurant across the street. So I'll, Which, I'll take you out. What is it? It's called what? Bas. Well, I don't know if I could. It's called Basfa. Give them a free plug. Uh, <laughs> I can't let them. <laughs> uh, sure. It's uh, it's just great. We know all the guys. Actually, they're from Naples, where my family's from. That's so where I go. My I go. From. What if we're related? <laughs> uh, well, maybe. Who knows? You never know. But my I go, last name was Anselmi. Liv, my father I've never was seen Anselmi. your dad before. This might be your father. <laughs> dad? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, He's like no. Uh, well, uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how old you are, but I don't know. I guess anything's Obviously possible. Obviously, twenty three, Mario. Obviously, are you? I, <laughs> no. I can't. Oh, I don't. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm forty four. My, oh, okay. I have a kid that's about to turn nineteen next week. Oh, wow! Well, God bless you. Oh, no, it, thank it would, you. It would be kind of tight if I were your father, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not my dad, everybody. This is not him. Yeah. Everybody, I, you know, <laughs> Italy is a big country. Yeah, it's a big country. <laughs> I'm only speaking to Taylor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, my my grandfather's from Naples and my grandmother is from outside of Florence. So ah. my dad is from Wayne, New Jersey. And everybody loves when I talk about my dad on the show because they love when I do his accent. So I'm sure they're going to absolutely love, Mario, that you went into how God spoke to you. Obviously, with that <laughs> well, Northeast accent. <laughs> with, well, with, with the Brooklyn accent, yeah. With the Brooklyn accent, yeah. yeah. I love it. So, um, yeah. So, let me ask you this. Mario, to get to know about you, are you the type of dad? Are you the type of, you know, man of the house? Did you cook every Sunday? Did you provide? Like, my father grew up, every, like, I grew up. I was the one growing up. My father, every Sunday, would cook his sauce. Like, he would start, like, at 6 a.m., and he would make, now if it was special, he'd make brajol and he would make his homemade <laughs> meatballs and he would, you know, do the whole thing. Did you do that every Sunday for your family or did you go visit an aunt where they did that every Sunday? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm sorry to disappoint your your viewers or li and or listeners. I, I am not a cook or a handy guy. I'm not the Italian that would be able to fix things around the house. You I'm just pretty, call. I'm, I'm just, well, I'm just straight up, you know, I'll certainly eat the food. My mom was an awesome cook. We did go to my uncle's every Sunday and my aunt's. See, there and we go. I had pasta and there I did go. all that, you know, because my I, my... I have an aunt and uncle that were immigrate, you know, immigrated over to America as well with my mom in the fifties and my dad. So we did that whole Sunday thing all the time, you know, in the basement, right. you know, uh, with the pasta and, uh, my uncle had the Guinea tea, you know, he was the, he was a cook. <laughs> he would cook the pasta, but I would just yeah. eat it and enjoy it. 
and, and say thank you to everybody and just be the creative one. Yeah. So growing up, where was the Catholic church in this whole story for you? Like, yeah. was that, I'm guessing, were you the traditional Italian family? You went to mass, you, you know, you had, had your sacraments. How did you, how did, if, if that is what it was, how did you segue that into being a, a father? Like, how did you take what you were given the foundation of the church? Obviously you're doing something with your career with it, but how did you take what you were given and then even bring it forward, make your kids even more into that life than yourself? Yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, my story is more of a, a, a Saul story. Uh, St. Paul. Those uh, are the good ones. <laughs> my, um, you know, I was raised Catholic, uh, but my parents weren't very, uh, church going. We weren't a very church going family. Uh, however, uh, fortunately for me, uh, I married a, a young woman, a young girl. We were in our twenties. She was Catholic and, and, uh, we had enough sense to get married in the church and, uh, you know, raise our kids Catholic. And, and, and Catholicism was important. You know, we put our kids through Catholic grammar school. We have five kids. Uh, most of them went through Catholic high school and a few of them went to Catholic college, but, you know, I was very driven uh, in my career to, uh, I was self-employed, uh, a musician by trade early on, and then I had to figure out how to make everything work. So I was very focused on my career. So I wasn't really, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I went to church every Sunday uh, as an adult, you know, and, and as a father, uh, but I wasn't at all engaged or living the, the true Catholic faith or uh, really understanding what it meant to be Catholic. It wasn't only when I hit my 50s, although there were various uh, moments throughout my life that the Lord was tapping me. Um, I'm actually a cancer survivor. So in, in my 30s, I got cancer and uh, it was the first sort of awakening that the Lord said, you got to slow down. Uh, if you continue on this course, you're going to be divorced and have no family. So he pulled in the reins at that moment. And there were other moments in my life where things happened. But then something significant happened in my 50s where um, I was seeking purpose, understanding. Uh, uh, I was trying to, I was questioning whether God was real, whether the Catholic teachings had any validity whatsoever, whether the sacraments were real. And through a multiple of, of, of things that happened, the Lord uh, enlightened me and um, sh showed uh, me uh, with clarity uh, and put me on a course to develop my intellect. I did a lot of reading. I started to pray. I started going to daily mass. I started to really strengthen my soul spiritually and unite myself with, you know, God's will. And as a result of that, that's when all this thing started to happen where uh, I had enough courage to change my career and develop, devote myself totally to his church and use my skills, uh, and talents to proclaim the gospel. Um, so my family kind of went along with that, although my wife was always very spiritual and had been praying for my sort of reversions back. Uh, I was sort of the one that was always very, you know, uh, you know, uh, skeptical about, you know, how she prayed or how devout she, because my wife was always very devout as she got older, it grew in her, but not really in me. So the Lord was planting seeds of grace really in, in, uh, in me, my whole life. So I, uh, later on was able to live my life forward and understand it backward. I re recognized the, the pillars that the Lord was building in me through developing my skills to running my businesses to, you know, uh, you know, creating an entertainment organization that allowed me to develop managerial skills, develop my, harness my filmmaking skills to, give me all kinds of experience, uh, you know, in, 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 on Broadway, uh, the record business, Hollywood that now I use, you know, in array of hope. So, uh, this is sort of my five minute sort of elevator pitch explaining yeah. my background, but that's sort of my story. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't really like, you know, St. Paul, where I was opposed to the Catholic church, but I wasn't really a practicing Catholic, nor did I have any understanding of what it meant to be Catholic, uh, till the Lord really, um, really blessed me. I, I feel that I'm just uh, blessed beyond belief being able to serve him and to be part of his plan of salvation. I mean, I, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. No, you're absolutely right. Was there a moment, Mario, for you when you 
had like a Saul moment, like the, the lightning, you know, like it got knocked off your horse where you're like, oh, this is so much better. You know what yeah. I mean? Like after you did change or, you know, after you kind of refocused your career, was there a moment where you're like, wow, this is really incredible. And I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah, I it, it wasn't a specific moment. It was a transitional, and and there were three major transitions that happened in my life, and I'll I'll share with you the third one. So, um, part of my hangup was that I didn't uh, understand nor believe in the power of the sacraments. I just thought that they were just things that we went through as Catholics, and it didn't really do much, nor that I understand what they did. But um, in my fifties, when I was start of part of my journey. My mom, I had a very, very close relationship with my mom. My father, um, uh, immigrant Italian was very, very hard. You could probably relate, or maybe you can't relate, but there's some certain parts of Italians that are very, very hard. And my father was difficult and, um, I didn't have much of a relationship with him. So my relationship was completely, uh, immersed and dependent on my mom. My mom pretty much brought me up. So, as I got older, my mom got sick and she got terminally ill. And um, I'm sure we all do this, uh, but I made this deal with with God. I said, God, look, you know, uh, you're starting to become part of my life. I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to go to church every day if you heal my mom. And that was my deal, you know. And I said, let let's see who you are, God. And uh, it was just the action of going to church every day. And months would go by. My mom would get a little bit better, but then she got sick. And then after nine, 10 months, she passed away. But during that period, and then I continued going, and um, I was able to see uh, a transformation within me, uh, what I was reading in my prayer life, uh, the receiving of the sacrament, the Eucharist on a daily basis transformed my uh, perceptions uh, of the world and also my ability to see and understand who God is in the world. So it was like a veil lifted off my head and I was able to see with clarity. And that gave me the strength and the impetus to be obedient to his calling when the calls came. Uh, and it just started to build. So it was a, it was a building. And what I want to share with your listeners uh, first and foremost is that, look, uh, statistically, 70%, 75% of our culture, the church in particular, it does not believe in the true presence of the Eucharist, right? right. Uh, and uh, that's a sacrament. So uh, I'm living proof that the the sacraments, confession in particular, uh, and receiving the Eucharist, you know, Jesus instituted those sacraments because they enable us to uh, receive grace uh, directly through something that the Lord provided for us, Jesus provided for us. So what they give us is the supernatural grace, the ability, the ability to do something beyond we can do in our own nature. It's like God is pushing us up the hill. We're exhausted and we can't make it up the hill, but God I is behind that. us, pushing us because we don't have the strength ourselves. Um, I can't encourage people enough. I mean, there's a sacrament of marriage that people have forgotten about that if we, you know, if we go deep and find where that strength is and encourage the, the sacrament to live within us, the grace to be performed within us, you will see miracles happen within your life. I will guarantee it. And that's what happened. The, the beauty and the gift that I got that it was by accident. I challenged God and God gave me something I wasn't expecting. And I had to get emotional about it. But whenever I talk about it, yeah. um, sorry about that. Uh, no, I, I just, I just, I just get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed that God allowed yeah. this to happen within me. And, and the impetus of a ray of hope is only to share that love that most of us aren't aware of, to share the hope that we all have within us because God loves us so much. So um, that's really, you know, my story is intertwined with the story of a ray of hope. I love that. No, it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your gifts with all of us. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for sharing how God transformed you and that you're helping the rest of us be transformed <laughs> and have what you have. That's so beautiful. And thank you for letting us see it because people yeah. don't see what the Holy Spirit looks like. And you are... You are letting us see that in real time. Let me ask you, Mario, where yeah. to wrap up, where can people find you guys? Is it arrayofhope.com? Is that sure. like the website that they can go to? Well, no, it's arrayofhope, A-R-R-A-Y of hope.net or dot .org. Net. 
dot net, net. or org. Yeah. Org. But but our channel is just go on go on your phone uh, or uh, Apple TV or Roku and dial in a ray of hope and we come up. The channel's and up there. right on, and we're there. Like Jesus, yeah. you're always there. Listen, Mario, I want to play a game with you sure. when we come back. Don't go okay. anywhere, you guys. Okay. You are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. <laughs> My name is Wendy, and I am a mom influencer. And this is something that I did not choose for myself. It chose me. But I am selfless, and I just want to help my community. So I love being a mom influencer. I know that it is super important for all of y'all to know what I think and what I believe and all my thoughts. And if I think that y'all should hear them and that y'all should just do what I say. So today we're going to talk about pandemic puppies, pandemic puppies, because look at this cute little guy that you can barely see because <laughs> he is an all black mini Pomeranian and his name is Jack. Jack, say hello. Oh, there he is. Now, this is Wendy and Jack, and we're going to do a little special on pandemic puppies. Jack, you just go right there. Now, I want to tell y'all something. A lot of y'all decided to get a pandemic puppy because y'all were just so sad. Because the world was shut down, and it seemed so scary, and nobody wanted to go out. So y'all all got an animal, <laughs> like 25 million of y'all. So now y'all got these puppies inside your house, and y'all just don't know what to do with them. Well, I am here to tell you what to do with your pandemic puppy, because I am just so kind that way. <laughs> I, am, I am just so kind. So here's the thing. We need to go over a couple of rules about having a pandemic puppy, because here is... Let's just get real. Let's just get real. Uh, puppies are hard, y'all. Listen, there is a reason that the good Lord Jesus made them so cute because they are just like a baby. And there are many times you want to say, you need to go outside into a street. But that's not okay. <laughs> we can't say that to a puppy. That would be wrong. That'd be wrong. Look at that face. But there are so many times that you were just tired and the and the puppy just won't eat its dinner or it just wants something and it says things and you don't know what it's trying to say because it's a puppy. Anyway, so if you've got a pandemic puppy, here's a couple of things that works for my family. Number one, we give our puppy a stick. Here we go, baby. This is called a bully stick. Now, you do not want to know what part of an animal this comes from, okay? <laughs> it's not that late, okay? But that is where it comes from. This bully stick smells so bad. It smells so bad. It smells like when you forgot to take out the trash of that baby genie thing with all those diapers in there that you just let collect and collect. It smells like that. But your puppy will love it. And we love our puppies. So get him a bullet stick. Okay. Also, these are treats. Jack, this is your treat. Jack, what you think? He don't talk. <laughs> but I talk to him like he does. Okay. So this is his treat. Now, these are only five calories a piece. Now, this puppy right here, this is as big as he's going to get. This is it. Because he's a mini Pomeranian. Look at that. This is it. You know who would love this dog? That Paris Hilton girl, she loved this dog. He's just so tiny. So I uh, make sure that he eats a good and healthy dinner. And then I make sure that he feels good about himself inside. Because all he's here on the planet for is for me to love. And so I just want to love him back. So I do that by giving him five calorie treats. Now, Jack, this is not real. It's, baby, it is not, baby. Are you listening to me? This is not a real bone marrow situation, but that is what we're pretending it is, okay? And he don't know. He's a baby, and he's just so teeny tiny, so he's going to eat it because he doesn't know. Now, if you start giving him French fries or something like that, he's going to love that. Don't do it. All right, sometimes do it, but don't do it all the time, okay? Now, here's something, my best trick of all. This is called Buddy's Best, Buddy's Best. It is an odor and a stain eradicator. 
don't even know what that means. I feel like you could be that for Halloween. What you going as? I'm going as an eradicator. <laughs> okay. So this isn't, this is bamboo mint. I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know what bamboo mint smells like. <laughs> anyway, these little things, there's all sorts of stuff that come out of it, just like a baby. Things come out of the front, things come out of the back, and you just want to clean that up. So I do with Buddy's Best. This is what I use. So I would get that. Now, here's my biggest tip of all. And this, I know I said, the, I know, baby, you're just so sweet. He's like a scarf. Get this. This ain't for my dog. This is for you. This is the perfect pandemic puppy. Because y'all don't know what y'all doing. But you guys, I have been Wendy. And I'm so glad you're here. Y'all have a good day now. Say bye. It's so hard to be a mom influencer. <laughs> bye, y'all. <laughs>
That sounded British. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all queens are. Yeah, Mary is British for sure. Yeah. That, that is how she is. See, said. Mario, I don't know what I'm doing. All right. Liv right. has one. Uh, I don't know if I would count that. All right, here we go. I went with Great Britain. Okay, I don't know if that's actually the right answer. You know what I mean? That's uh, how I got there. On a side note, did you see that Madea is coming back and it's called The Frown? as a spoof on the crown. Anyway, that's not important, but you mentioned Britain. It's very funny. All things be. British. All things British. I love it. All right, Mario. Mary and Medina. Um, I once was lost, but now am found. Was blank, but now I see. Well, I know this one. What are the choices? I once was lost, but now, but now am I'm found. found. Was blank, but now I see. I'm what are the say, choices? I want to say. You didn't well, ask for the choices. Yeah. Okay. What'd you say, Mario? I, I lost. Oh, lost is so close. Lost is incorrect. The correct <laughs> answer we were looking for is blind. Oh, which, which I guess they get lost. <laughs> I was blind. I should have. Should have went multiple. You were oh, trying to get the two. Get you were going for the two-point conversion. I was, being, I was being aggressive. I was being very uh, competitive. Italian. You were like, yeah. ah, I, got <laughs> I got this. I got yeah. this. It's so funny that I'm hosting this because I was the music director at a parish. And like, I sang all of these songs a thousand you know times. Them? They play in my brain constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Next time we should quiz Taylor. No, that would be boring. Getting everything <laughs> right is boring. That's why nobody likes me because I'm always right. Okay. So here we go. This one is for Liv. <laughs> You shall cross the barren blank, but you shall not die of thirst. Jeez, oh, I know Ocean. this one. You know this one? <laughs> Ocean. River. Uh, creek. Both incorrect. You're getting negative points at this point. Can I can I Iceberg. get can I get the points? Yes! We're gonna, we're gonna let Mario steal. Let Mario steal. Is it desert? It is desert! That is correct! You shall cross the barren desert. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like the Bering Sea. Okay. <laughs> You should cross the Bering Strait to get from Russia to Alaska. I think that's what it was called. I don't know. It's probably not right. I was sitting here thinking it's like, you know, Tom Hanks and, uh, you know, Castaway. He was on a raft. I was like, totally in water. Okay, never mind. You know what I just realized? What? How this quiz works is that the person hosting the quiz has to know the right answer. Because it doesn't tell you the correct answer. <laughs> if, if you, get if you miss it. So this is the first one I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Wait. Uh, but first, I'm going to ask. This one is for... I'm confused now. He just stole. So now yeah, it's no, Mario's turn. It's Mario's turn. turn. It's, it's Mario's, Mario's turn. turn. Okay. I think he gets two points for stealing. Uh, we're going to give him a point for stealing. Okay. Why not? Man, Taylor's I, tough. I'm, You're Italian. Is that what... Aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> The big joke is with Father Anthony, one of my co-hosts, Father Anthony's oh, right, Italian. Right. And we always joke that, you know, he had to come over to our side to win World War II. But that's a whole thing. I'm oh, not going to get into love. it with the, with the Italian. Oh, for the okay. ridiculous. Go ahead. Uh, Mario, let's see if I know the right answer. Within your hands, we rest secure. In quiet sleep, our blank renew. Ew. I mean, I, I need I need multiple. Okay, I have Googled it. Uh, mercy, <laughs> faith, or strength? Read, read that to me again. Within your hands, we rest secure. In quiet sleep, our blank renew. Does he renew our mercy, our faith, or our strength? Faith. That is incorrect. It is strength. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard that one. How do you renew, you, how do you renew your strength? What a stupid lyric. <laughs> <laughs> We're not reading this. I, the most amazing part about that is that we got this far without somebody saying, what a stupid lyric. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are pretty dumb. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, all right, we have 30 seconds. Okay, it is it is one to one. And oh, geez. Mario went first. So, Liv, if you get this right, you win. And you make your guest a loser, which would make you a bad host. <laughs> I shall That's okay. fail. That's okay. I'm ready to fail. All right, I think you're going to get this. No. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's tied. Let's do it this way. Whoever yells the correct answer first wins the point. That's Great. We're both Italian. We can yell. We're, we're loud. Okay. We can do it. Whoever yells the correct blank first wins. Blank. <laughs> in, in, in heaven, the blessed, your glory proclaim. On earth, we your blank invoke your, invoke your sweet name. 
In heaven the blessed your glory proclaim. On earth we your invoke your sweet name. Ave, ave. <laughs> That's not the blank. <laughs> On earth we your children flock or faithful. Children what? Children flock or Fa- faithful. Faithful. Flock faithful. No. Faithful. No. Say, say the only option left. Children. Yeah, yeah. live wins. <laughs> that does not count. What is such an anticlimactic <laughs> that you didn't get it from no choices, and then you both said two of the choices, which I leaves like, the flock? third. <laughs> flock? I don't know. So we don't know where to tie. We tied. We tied. Mario, that was so fun. I uh, Now I have to go find a really old church and go sit in it and listen. Now I you actually and I will have, have to do homework at St. Patrick's. We'll have yeah, to- <laughs> I'm going to have to really brush up on my uh, traditional song lyrics. The traditional old hymns. And hymns, wow. Maybe I'll do what I do and check your phone during the hymns. So maybe stop doing that and pay attention. I do not yeah. check my phone. No, they don't play them anymore. And so I yeah, don't know them. That's I the know. truth. That's the it's truth. It's true. I haven't heard now those feel- hymns in years. I know. Okay. Now I have homework. I have homework. Mario, this was absolutely fantastic. It's so great, great to well- meet you. We are sending all of our love and support to Raya Hope. I can't wait to go watch all the things. You just gave me something to binge. So I'm excited. And everybody, go check out Array of Hope on .org, .net. They're on Roku. Like, they're like, this is ridiculous. If you can't mm. find them, what's the matter with you? Okay. Right. So- what's the matter for you? Hey, what's the matter for you? Huh? you are you stupid? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if that doesn't bring you closer to God, I don't know what will. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, you are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back. What an incredible guest today. I really hope you guys go and check out Array of Hope, A-R-R-A-Y of hope.net.org. Mario was absolutely fantastic. And listen, if I make it up to their studio, I will have to film a little something there. I got to say, that is so exciting. You guys know that I'm on the East Coast a lot, so we'll have to check that out, and I'll bring back some footage for everybody. But it's so wonderful to hear these incredible apostolates, these incredible lay organizations that are happening in the church that I didn't even know about. So make sure to check them out. Give them some love. Go on Roku and all the other amazing places he said you could go to and all the content that they have. And it's a lot and it's family friendly. So you guys remember to bring God into all that you're doing, even your career, who knows where he can make you go, who knows where he can lead you, who knows where he can push you up the hill, as Mario said. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next week on It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison.